from Landgram <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers podcast. My name is Eric, and today I am joined with creative director and co-founder, Walt Keys. Uh, hello. Hello. Welcoming back to the podcast, we have director of brewing operations, Chris Helderman. Hello. It's been a long time since you've been on, Chris. Yes, it has. Well, welcome back. Has it? Thanks. It feels like it. It's been a minute. Has it been a long time? Eh, it's, it, it's, it's been a, some weeks. Oh, okay. All right. I've been fixing things. You just say a lot of things have happened in that intervening time. So it feels like a long time. Yeah. It could have been last week for all we know. Last and certainly not least in the fourth chair, we have head brewer Dan Schaefer. Oh, hoy. Hey, guys, we have a really great beer to be talking about today. It is the return of an, a, it's an annual thing that I look forward to every year. It's fresh. Fresh Hop IPA. It is great. I finished half of mine and topped it off uh, maybe unwisely, but I did. And it's really good. Dan, for those of us who don't know, uh, why don't you tell the audience what Fresh is? Yeah, so we, last year, were not able to do this beer as, uh, as intended. We used freshly pelletized hops, but um, the original iteration of this beer, um, we used uh, fresh as in wet, fresh off the vine hops, and uh, that's what we were able to do again this year, and that was really cool. Uh, so um, 7.4% ABV, 29 IBUs. Uh, we used, uh, I think, just, what did I do? Chinook, Chinook? Anyway, there's just a very small kind of neutral bittering charge, and then the rest was uh, a ton of uh, Michigan Chinook and Bitter Gold, which is um, Michigan's, uh, what they refer to as El Dorado um, in Michigan. But, um, and yeah, just uh, straight silo malt. Uh, just try to uh, showcase the hops. Don't get anything to get in their way but so what we do is we uh, everything is normal um, up until we you know we've done the boil and uh, after we empty out the mash tun of all the grain uh, we chuck you know clean things out and then chuck in all the fresh hops and we'll rack the the hot wort right after the boil straight on top of the uh, of the hops and um, try to spin the rakes uh, very poorly in our uh, <laughs> in our version this year. Uh, yeah, we, we actually bent up our rakes. Actually, I learned that the people that are really good at this, they will remove, like, every other rake before they do this. So we'll do that next year. Um, it kind of did that for us. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it certainly did. Um, and, uh, yeah, sure we we'll, needed new ones anyway, right? Well, we do now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, spin it around slowly, and uh, then we'll we'll um, recirculate over top of those hops uh, for what do we do? It was twenty minutes or so, and then after that we can uh, go back through our heat X into the fermenter, and um, there you go. Uh, we do a very modest dry hop on this. Uh, I think it's like around a, a pound per barrel. 
of uh, the same hops again. Very cool that Brian up at um, Hop Alliance uh, will send us the, the freshly pelletized versions of the exact same hops that we used on the hot side, and then we can kind of top up the, uh, the aroma notes uh, that we're getting from, from the hot side from the fresh, fresh hops. It is very cool. Shout out to Brian Tennis, who's most likely not listening to this podcast, but Brian Tennis at the Michigan Hop Alliance. He, uh, it's always, always an adventure getting hops uh, for fresh hop season. Yeah, we have to we have to stay limber and um, ready for uh, for changes, but uh, it, it sort of kind of worked out this year. Yeah. So what was it? Two years ago, I drove up with Mark, brought him back. Last year, we had the truck rented. We were on the way, and they had their picker or, or some piece of equipment died up there, and they're like, "It's not happening." So then it was their picker, it. which they got. It was basically an antique piece, and they had to have uh, the the broken piece custom manufactured for their from uh, from a lathe to <laughs> to get it to work. Yeah, and I'll add if you're if you're curi- if if you're listening to this and you're curious what the what the hops look like as they arrive from such a journey that we we put together like a little video for our eighth anniversary, kind of just like recapping the last eight years. But it includes it includes a clip of of Chris busting open the U-Haul uh, and the, uh, and the, I believe it was like four big bins of fresh hops on the inside there. So if you want to see what it looked like when they arrive, go watch that video. It's on our YouTube and Instagram and all that, but go check that out. And is this, is it only one uh, seasoning or one year or one time a year that you can Harvest hops like yeah. it's only mm-hmm. happened once a year. So yeah. like, this is the yeah. best time to get this kind of beer. Yeah, and typically, yeah, typically you'll see like all all the breweries are. I mean, typically coming out with their fresh hop beers kind of right now. I know CBC's is out, and um, it's definitely like a it's a small window of availability for these things. Which is these beers I, I know can be like sort of a logistical challenge, obviously for us and presumably for everybody, regardless of size. I'm sure. Even the big breweries have their challenges with these things, but um, I mean, I think I think all the trouble is worth it. I mean, this beer tastes mm-hmm. amazing, and I think it's one of those cool it's one of those cool projects that I think is really unique and interesting about just craft beer in general. Like, is is doing something like this that might not be the easiest thing in the world, but the the end product is totally worth it and uh, and really cool. You get these amazing flavors out of it and aroma that you just can't really get out of you know your typical brew yeah i forgot to mention that um i forget what i've said on on previous podcasts but ideally it's 24 to 48 hours from uh from the vine to our mash ton um oh wow so yeah that's why it has to be really really carefully timed because uh after that you're going to start seeing a decline uh pretty rapid um there's a reason why these why hops are generally dried, pelletized. I mean, they're super, super fragile. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. we have to use a reefer truck. So we actually contracted this out this year, which had its own challenges. But um, uh, Brian, who very much cares about his product, uh, won't allow us to get the hops without a reefer truck. And because they will degrade that much on the eight-hour drive back. Yeah, So like. Sure. It is, and he's right. It's not just him being 
I don't know if the right word is persnickety, but uh, it, it actually will make some pretty n- nasty flavors if those hops are just hanging out in the bins without being refrigerated. Yeah, and we, we are lucky enough to be within driving distance of a hop-growing region. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and even but even s- still, some breweries will fly hops in from from uh, the Pacific Northwest, and you can only imagine what it costs to overnight. You know, several hundred pounds or thousands of pounds, depending on the size of the brewery, of hops overnighted <laughs> and hopefully refrigerated. Is, yeah. uh, that's, that's why sometimes these fresh hop beers can be also a little bit pricey. So, like, are, where's our, like are, where are some other like, ideal hop locations or locales for where they're grown, not just Michigan? Pacific Northwest, you were saying, well... Yeah, that's yeah. the main one. Really, Pacific yeah. Northwest okay. is is where it's at. It's like the gold mine. Michigan, well, so they only grow at certain uh, latitudes, and I used to know those exact uh, <laughs> latitudes, but I don't anymore. But um, hops just don't grow below that. There's um, yeah. or above well, that yeah. for that. Matter. Washington State, Oregon mm-hmm. would be your sweet spot in the U.S. Yeah, um, Michigan's a, pretty good. New York State, to a lesser extent. Um, yeah, I know that there are some. Um, some programs and universities across the country that are trying to work on that problem, but uh, in general, yeah, hops need a, a very specific um, window in terms of daylight and temperature range in order to get proper yields to avoid, you know, uh, pestilence and um, downy mildew, et cetera, et cetera. I'll just keep saying buzzwords. And pestilence. <laughs> Pestilence comes up a lot on this podcast. Um, but, yeah, and then on the flip side, on the other side of the world, I mean, you get good hops from, you know, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and the hop, they're like grapes. I mean, you could grow them anywhere, but you're only going to grow the best ones at certain uh, certain parts of the world. Well, that is super fortunate for us and for this beer. It is delicious, like you guys were saying. And I love the golden, like, almost. it almost looks like it's glowing. Uh, even when you set it down in low light, it's just uh, just a really magical golden color. So. Yeah, it does have a really, really nice color. Uh, yeah, and this, the, I think last year we did Michigan Chinook Bitter Gold and Michigan Centennial uh, because we didn't have enough of the prior two to do the entirety. But we, we uh, remedied that this year. And um, I think... Also, should mention that wet hops, uh, the like, it's about seven to one in terms of weight uh, to the equivalent amount of a pellet. So we use a lot. Um, I think it was around fifteen pounds per barrel, somewhere in there. It's in the fifteen to, to twenty pounds per barrel is what you really should be using if you're going to get maximum like effect from these things which is a lot and big pain in the ass to clean out of the mash ton. But, you know, it's worth Again, I, I really like these beers. I look forward to them every year. I was uh, pretty crushed because last, um, last week I tried this, uh, doing some tank slurping, and, and it's like, man, this is, like, really disappointing. And I was like, oh, I had a cold. Uh, and <laughs> I, um, yeah, and, and couldn't taste anything. But it, uh, these two specific hops... Um, Michigan Chinook is known for having a bit of a white wine character as well as uh, pineapple and uh, bitter gold, uh, along with 
It's a West Coast counterpart, El Dorado, very much like pineapple and uh, peach. So they really, they complement each other very well. It's a very sweet type of um, character up front, but this is, uh, it's kind of brewed in a West Coast style. So it's, it's very drying on the back end. It's, it's actually very refreshing. Is this the same, are these the same hops that we used the, the first time we tried this beer? The Chinook. for the very first time we brewed this, it was all Chinook. Okay, mm. and I think yeah, the what we were trying to do last year is to to find something to pair with it, just a little bit more complexity. Chris, what weighs more, fifteen pounds of uh, fresh whole cone hops or fifteen pounds of pellet hops? It's a great question, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> See, <clears throat> the whole cone hops they're going to be a lot more, a lot less dense than those pellets. But uh, how weight works is it doesn't matter. <laughs> Dang. I got my daughter with that one the other day. But uh, you're too quick for me. I, uh, it makes me feel good that I am uh, quicker than uh, seven-year-old seven year old at, at picking, up, uh, picking up these uh, tricks. Are there any other like, hops that uh, would be like a dream hop to do this beer with uh, in future iterations? Uh, the one I would love to do is Strata, but... Yeah, is that going to be unavailable from the Michigan? Uh, uh, no, I don't think that's the, the Southern Hemisphere, right? Yeah. No, well, no, that's um, uh, I think very proprietary hop from yeah. Indy Hops. Mm. Indy, I don't think they're going to let go of that anytime soon. There's gotcha. really there's, there's lots of uh, you know new hops, but there's only really a handful that have broken into that kind of. Uh, yeah, stranglehold that Citra, uh, Mosaic, Galaxy, Nelson have on on juicy IPAs, and Strata is one of those. But that would be, I love that hop. That'd be amazing. Well, and one thing, so, you know, if you use these pelletized hops, these exact same lots, they come from the same field, and use them pelletized in a couple months, which is what we do all year long, is, is, is pelletize them and then use them for a year, two years. Um, whatever it is, you don't get the same character out of this beer as you do with pelletized hops. You never will. I don't really quite understand all of it, but you never will. That's just how it is. Um, and uh, so I would, um, I would be really ex- curious to, to know what a like a Strata Fresh Hop would be. Um, but I also I really, bet it'd be really good based on the beers we've made with Strata hops. I would agree. But I really like the local aspect that you get with these, um, with, with the Michigan stuff. Um, because, yeah, you can, you can ship in the stuff from the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, I actually think we used to do that to a very, very small degree. Um, yeah. Compared to what we do now, you wouldn't even consider those fresh hot beers. But, um, I, like I said, I really think there's something special about the, the localness of those. And they came from... You know, was it 500 miles away? Which seems like a lot, but it's really not. When you look at all the the very few growing regions you actually have, so. Well, well, I have one question for you. It's a, how crushable is it? How crushable is it? It's how crushable is it? It's uh, <laughs> more crushable than it should be at 7.4. I can tell you that. Um, uh, tastes great, smells great. It's very drinkable. Keep in mind, you had a 16 ouncer. As yeah, opposed it's to the a, 12s. It is a 7.4% beer. Wait, it's a 16. These come in 12 ounce cans. Do they not? 
No, it comes 12 ounce cans. Yeah, yeah. but he just, these, these are glasses 16 are 16 uh, We are drinking 16 ounce glasses, yes. Yeah, but like what I actually drink and what is considered a crushable number is probably different. <laughs> Reminding your listeners, of course, we always want you to crush responsibly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the question is, if you have a six-pack of fresh yeah, beer in front I, of you. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a three. That seems like a good, safe number. Yeah. Yeah. Like seven before, it's not insanely strong, but it's it'll sneak up on you pretty quick if you're drinking more than that. How about you, Chris? Saturday, this Saturday, when you're watching the game, how many of these uh, fresh beers are you, you taking down? When Purdue takes the field against Maryland this weekend, or whoever they're playing. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a three. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with a three. Yeah. It's going to be a slower three, don't get me wrong. You're not, you're not <laughs> slamming these down, but uh, um, it's a... It's a very complex flavor, so you can always get something out of it. You're not getting tired of this beer, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is teetering on the. It's pretty complex, and it's a it's a punch of flavor. Your 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 taste buds could be overwhelmed with with more than that. So I'm gonna go three. Agreed. Yeah, I was thinking three. Three. I think if I'm watching the OSU game this week, I'm gonna I'm gonna have one a quarter. So I'm gonna go with four. Uh, one a quarter. I think one, said per, one and one, a quarter. One per a, quarter. He's drinking a quarter of a can of beer. <laughs> Just don't open that beer. Save yeah. it for later. Because it's a. I mean, it's okay, a powder record, but in okay. a good way. Like I, I'm not going to want to switch to anything else because it tastes so good. Okay. And like what Chris is saying, it's so complex. I'm getting new flavors with every sip. So that that puts us at. Uh, that puts us at. What does that put us at? Thirteen divided by four. It's a three and a, it's three and three a quarter. And a quarter. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to have to have a quarter of a beer. Yeah, which is, you know, a full beer. Well, excellent. I'm glad we that we share <laughs> a quarter of a beer. Uh, speaking of OSU games and events, well, we're showing the game this week, right? Yeah, I probably. <laughs> and what else, are we, what else is going on in the tap room? I, I should say, so we're recording this the Monday after the anniversary party. I have no oh, yeah. idea what time it is in podcast land at the moment because we've changed our recording schedule up and then we we changed it even a little bit more because of the anniversary party so i don't know when this is coming out this is coming out this thursday so yeah yeah okay that's good to know as yeah. i do this event thing um but no just one huge thank you to everyone who came out and uh celebrated with us on on saturday celebrating our eighth anniversary party it was a ton of fun the beers were incredible. If you haven't had this year's edition of Kolsch, it is on tap now, and you, you should come down to get it. The 1862 Ale. Um, we've got we've got plenty of the six packs still available. Come pick them up. Yeah, last week, Dan, you were talking oh. about how great Concentrate was, and that's all I was drinking on uh, Saturday. It was it oh, was wow. phenomenal. I stuck to Greenskeeper most of the day, uh, knowing it was a long day, and in, indeed it was. And uh, the band's are great, Dead Revival Band, incredible. Urban, uh, ur- ur- sorry, Inner City Blue, ba- Inner City Blues Band was great. Parker Lewis and friends, including uh, Land Grant regulars Dom Deshawn and Joey H, really killed it. Stage looked awesome. Shout out to Adam for becoming a light technician uh, over the the past week. Uh, Great selection of beers, great selection of sours, seltzer, all kinds of stuff from the brewers. Really great day all together. So thanks, everyone, for coming out and making it happen with us, uh, especially our volunteers and uh, 
awesome staff for for really putting on a good party. And thanks to the Buckeyes for just doing what they're supposed to do against Rutgers. That always helps. But looking ahead, we still have things going on here. Um, tonight being Thursday, as this podcast comes out, uh, we don't have any events. But do know that our hours have changed. I should have read this ahead. I'm like just reading off the page here. You can take that again <laughs> so if well, you want. That was a surprise to me. <laughs> no, that's all right. So uh, we're, we're now uh, so heading into the fall. We adjust our hours a little bit. Uh, we're open 11 to 10 on Thursday now instead of uh, until midnight. And then on Friday and Saturday, we will be closing at midnight. And Sunday, uh, we close at 8. Uh, Ray Ray is here Thursday through Sunday. Late night slice as well. Um, so come on out and enjoy beer all weekend long. We were closing a little bit earlier than we did in the summer. Uh, Friday, we are ho- speaking of Joey H. We're hosting Joey H's The Big Parlay event um, featuring Mike Dow. Joey's been performing 7 to 9. Uh, he's releasing his uh, new single. We wrapped up some special edition cans for him as well. Should be a good party. Joey always brings the energy to the stage. And if you've been to the tap room, you've probably seen Joey hanging out and drinking beer. So we love Joey. We're excited to have him here. And uh, come check that out. Uh, Ohio State playing Michigan State. Uh, right now, it's still a TBD uh, game, I think. I, I haven't seen the time yet, but surely it's out there. But if you care, you'll, you'll know what time it is. So come on out for the game. Uh, Bears on unicycles will be here. They'll be playing after the game, um, unless it's a really late game, which I doubt it will be. And that band features several uh, Best Damn Band in the Land alumni. If you remember, they were scheduled to play our Skull Session release party, um, which we had to cancel for rain. Uh, so come on out for that. Sunday, we're hosting the Soccer Summit. That's a Let's Give fundraiser and watch party hosted by uh, American Outlaws Columbus, the Nordec, and the Final Third, Third, Final Third Foundation. Uh, we'll be watching the last match of the crew season at 2.30. We're going to have pickup soccer in the turf area, raffles. DJ Leak will be DJing after the match. And proceeds benefit the Northtown Elementary After School Soccer and Literacy Program. So that sounds pretty cool. If you're a soccer fan, come on down for the final crew regular season match of the year. Hopefully they make the playoffs. But yeah, sounds great. Monday, our fall Cornhole League, Cornhole League rolls on. Um, they play every Monday night. Uh, they keep some boards open for uh, public play, I believe. So come on out for that. My, Mikey's Late Night Slice here every Monday as well. Tuesday is our pop culture trivia night. Uh, Travis Hoesher hosts that every Tuesday here. And we follow our trivia play with a movie. So trivia is at 6, uh, and the movie follows. This week's movie is kind of like Halloween-centric, I suppose, and takes place in the Pacific Northwest, which we've discussed on this podcast. Uh, there's a pirate in it. Um, hey, you guys. you've ever been to Cannon Beach... Chris is going to do the trouble shovel for us in a second yeah. here. Hey, you guys. Oh, yes, of course. This movie's That's pretty it. good. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, if you know what that movie is, we'll be showing it. If you don't, uh, just Google Hey, You Guys, and it'll probably come right up. Um, Tortilla Street Food is making burritos and tacos and nachos and quesadillas every Tuesday here. And Wednesday, we don't have any events, but Two Fat Indians is here, and they are great. So that is reason enough for you to come down and drink some beer and eat some spicy food and other than that we got KinFest KinFest October 15th we got a great lineup of bands coming out 
Kinfest, as you may know, is our celebration of the late, great Nick Heidel, who's a bartender here uh, and passed away too early. But uh, a lot of his friends, he, well, he was a musician, and a lot of his friends are also musicians. So we've got uh, Magnolia featuring um, Casey from the bar. We've got Campbell featuring, like, everyone that works here. And then we also have... <laughs> Uh, the Return of Fables. Um, they haven't played a show in a long time. They're a great, great band. Uh, they feature our Taproom General Manager, Jake Webb. They will be playing as well. And all those uh, folks are great friends. Uh, we're great friends. are great friends of Nick. So come on out and celebrate that. We will also be releasing Kin, uh, our Tropical Kolsch that day. Uh, yeah, so that should be a really wonderful, fun day. That is uh, the 15th. And that is all I got. That's great. I'm looking forward to Confess. It should be really fun. Yeah. Well, this podcast is, is wrapping up a little early. Uh, we could probably do a little bit of a... In, in, in the spirit of the season, do you guys have any recommendations for uh, a good spooky movie to watch uh, this week as we gear up for Halloween? My What's daughter and I, we've been rocking out uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh, it's touche, it's sir. so classic. And I love it. And I don't know what kind of damage I've done to her because she's four... And she sees no problem with The Nightmare Before Christmas. Just like, just loves all the songs, loves all the characters. Hi, look at him. He ripped off his face. Look at that. I'm like, the yep. Boogeyman sequence, I remember being particularly terrifying oh, when I was... There's some pretty creepy stuff terrifying. in that movie. Yeah. 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 And, and, and don't get me wrong, sh- there's other movies where she's like, like PG movies where she's like, this is too scary. And she'll like, tell us that. And she'll like, can we turn this off and watch something else? And we're like, yeah, sure. And then she's like, Let's watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm like, wow, okay. Let's let's rock it out. Is that more, since you've seen it more recently, it sounds like, is that more of a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Or can you watch it for both seasons? It, it's literally both. I yes. know. Yeah. And yes. And I have done both. <laughs> no, that is the that is the only movie that I say can, can go for two seasons. And it is because it is a fantastic Halloween movie and also a fantastic Christmas movie. It doesn't even... It's not like, oh, it's a pretty good movie, and... No, no, it's both of those. Good call. I started, for the first time in my life, uh, the uh, first Exorcist movie on a Saturday afternoon when it was daylight out, and I knew that I would be safe. But then my wife came home from the grocery store, and I had to turn it off. So uh, I'm looking forward to finishing the rest of my first uh, watch of The Exorcist. But uh, Malignant was probably my favorite recent horror movie that I've seen. Had a nice, fun twist at the end. Really, really fun, spooky stuff. Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> you know, absolutely. One. Uh, one movie that's not scary that I've seen before is Poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist is good. Yeah, but it's not scary. It can't it's be a ridiculous scary. movie. What about you, Dan? What's your favorite spooky movie this time? Uh, probably the one that I will watch first and then multiple times thereafter is uh, the original Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah. John Carpenter, uh, fantastic film. Uh, yeah, I can just watch that over and over and over again, much to my wife's detriment. Um, one movie I like is the ca- the Cabin in the Woods or A Cabin in the Woods. Oh, whatever. that one that's is a good, good movie. But what's the what's the movie that that's like? Well, it's spoofing a lot of movies, obviously. But like, what's the classic horror movie where they like literally go stay in a cabin in the woods? Is it is it not the Evil Dead? And then it spawned all the Evil Dead. But I think I feel like Evil Dead was a, maybe it is just Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is. I think that's because the, the first original. Evil Dead was a serious. 
serious movie. Okay, yeah. There's yeah. air quotes with that. And, right. it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> and, then, okay. and then they were like, yeah. wait a second, this is way too campy. All right, okay. all right. Evil no. Dead 2, we're going to rewrite everything and we're make it ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. didn't get his chainsaw hand until 2, right? <laughs> I believe that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, spoiler, for some re- for spoiler some, alert. For some reason, I thought the first movie had like a different title, and then they... Okay, never mind. But no, yeah, hey, that's Captain a good one. I enjoy that movie. Yeah, because yeah, it's over the top. Well, those are your spooky movie recommendations for the week from the Land Grant staff. Guys, this is a great episode as always. Uh, any parting thoughts for our listeners all about fresh or otherwise? No, I don't think so. Bonus movie, you should watch Clue. It's just fantastic. Uh, Clue is a great movie, but it's not really a... It, really it was always. I guess it's, a, like a, it's got a haunted house kind of vibe to it. It always was on when I came home from trick or treating okay. on Comedy Central when I was a kid. It would I would be like going through my candy. My parents would be checking, yeah, make like sure there counts. weren't razor blades in my apple apples and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, it, Clue was on. It, you're right. It has. It's not a Halloween movie, but it was always on. <laughs> but it does have that like spooky mansion vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Knives yeah. Out doesn't feel like a Halloween movie, but it still feels like a fall movie sort yeah. of thing. Like it kind of feels like it's in the same sure. realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, uh, this has been fun as always. And uh, we remind you to uh, please come down to the tap room and tip your bartenders and tip them generously. And in the meantime, uh, drink some fresh. Pick up a six pack at your local grocery store. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Later, guys. Thanks, See everyone. you next week.